Hello and welcome to the first episode of Seeds of Wisdom with author Rachel Wolf, all brought to you by From a Loving Place. My first guest today is Kirsten Parsons Hathcock, and we are going to dive right in because her seed of wisdom that she's offering today is how intuition can help pass, heal past trauma. And it's really a seed we want to get into, so I don't want you to miss a beat. And we're going to start with introducing one of my nearest and dearest friends, Kirsten. Please introduce yourself. Hi, this is so exciting. I know we've talked about this for a while, and I'm just, I'm so honored to be on your show, and um, I'm so excited to talk to you today. So uh, my name is Kirsten Hathcock, as you said, um, and I wrote a book called Little Voices, and it's about my journey through um, an abusive relationship. It's about my journey kind of awakening to intuition as a skeptic, a former skeptic. I'm not, a, I'm, you know, I believe now. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, I, I found that there was a connection between those too. And that's what I'm most excited to share because I think as an abuse survivor, you know, I think a lot of us realize that intuition was kind of screaming at us the whole time we were in the abusive relationship, but maybe uh, we didn't know to trust it or we were skeptics. So that's, you know, I'm really excited to talk about this today. All right. Well, we're going to dive in because like you said, in your book, you talk a lot about this and mm -hmm. I feel like there are so many signs that we, like you were saying, we miss. Mm -hmm. So let's dive into what you feel like you missed Okay, when you were, when all this was coming down on you. Yes, absolutely. So um, to kind of give a little bit of a backstory, I, I am a childhood sexual abuse survivor and I did not realize that I was until I was 40. So I had repressed memories of trauma. Um, prior to turning 40, I started channeling children in spirit who had been killed by predators. It's a very, I know it sounds very weird and woo woo and out there and crazy. And as a skeptic and a very scientific minded person, I felt the same way. So trust me on that, but that it was interesting that the intuition kind of came to me first and then the memories of abuse. So I, I was able to realize that, oh my gosh, these kids were coming to help me understand what I had endured. Um, and, you know, not having any experience with intuition prior, that was really, you know, it, it was, uh, it was a little scary <laughs> to say that, to go through that. So um, cut to then falling into a relationship with a narcissistic sociopathic predator is what I ended up doing, which is pretty common for a lot of childhood sexual abuse survivors to recreate that, right? in their later adult lives. But in the very beginning of that relationship, um, you know, he was stereotypical, you know, what you would see on the show Dirty John or Tinder Swindler, um, extremely charming. Um, everything went very, very quickly. Uh, there were a few moments I remember having a kick in the gut feeling. And I had had those throughout my life, but I never really trusted that that was actually my intuition working through my subconscious, right? And working through my nervous system to say, hey, something's wrong here. So I just pushed it away. I was really good at that. I was good at burying stuff in my head. So one of the first signs was just the kick in the gut feeling when he would say, you know, I think that you have a little bit too much eye contact with men. I'm noticing that. Do you know this about yourself? And, you know, I'm very much the person that looks inside. And so I thought, well, maybe, He's right about that. Oh my gosh. But my 
physical intuition was telling me, no, this is wrong because I would get that, that heavy kick in the gut feeling. So that would be definitely one of the first signs for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always amazed how our bodies tell us mm-hmm. when something's not right. Like I've had those experiences too, where it's just like, it, it could be some way my body's processing something, my, my stomach, the, the mm-hmm. food I eat, anything, it just goes differently. And it's like your body, like warning, warning, stop. Yes. And, um, we're not taught that as kids, right? No. We're not taught, we're not taught about intuition. We're not taught to trust that inner compass, let no. alone trust those physical, you know, feelings that you have. So like, even, you know, as a mom, right. of two adult kids now, but when they were little, you know, we're kind of programmed, I think generationally to say, you know, go over there and give that man a hug, right? Like that's your grand uncle and you've <laughs> never met him before and go give him a hug. And, you know, the resistance to wanting to do even that type of thing is throughout the body, right? You see the child backing up, you see them kind of like, oh, I don't want to do this. Um, but we never say, oh, trust that feeling. You know, we don't, yeah. don't ignore that. If you don't feel right, don't ignore that. We don't say that in our society right now. Well, and it's, it's interesting. Like my daughter, she, when we would go to the grocery store, she would talk to people. She would help people Mm -hmm. put their stuff on the, you know, on the counter to, for the checkout. Mm -hmm. But every once in a while, she would get a feeling about someone and be hiding behind me. Yes. And, you know, like you said, I wasn't taught to trust that, Mm -hmm. but I definitely Mm -hmm. do my best to tell her to trust when you do not feel right. Yes. Trust energy because we're either magnets mm-hmm. or we're resistant and we have to trust either way. If it brings us in or pulls us out, there's a reason for that. So right. yeah, it's, it's trusting our intuition on people and places and things and letting it help guide us is so important. And I love that you talk so much about this in your book because, 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 you know, as a, as a survivor myself of emotional, you know, trauma and from a relationship, it is very taxing and and our body does our body, our mind, spirit, Mm -hmm gives us signs throughout and it's amazing it's all connected right and that's something that I don't think people really quite understand so then as an abuse survivor you know what I started to see is the deeper that I went into the relationship the more physical signs I received so um you know here I was I was a, a medium who was actually working with cops all over the country on cold cases and things just as a volunteer, because it's, that's not my full-time gig, but I, I had the respect of, you know, the NYPD and I, yet I went head first into this relationship. And as I am going through the relationship, I'm noticing that a lot of those kids who were coming to me before were kind of backing off, but one of the most, um, kind of hit you over the head moments I had was that, you know, little Kirsten, who was abused by, I was sexually abused by my uncle between the ages of three and six. Um, she was still hurting. You know, I hadn't, because I had just come to the realization that I was abused, I hadn't done really much to help her. And I had to sort of think about it as if, okay, I've got to re parent her. But what was happening during that abuse is that she was just getting abused again. Right. So she's getting abused by a predator uh, who 
who, you know, this was not what she wanted either. So I ended up having this sensation on my right hip and it would just buzz and buzz and buzz and buzz anytime I was being yelled at. Anytime I was in a situation where I was, you know, I was either fearing for my life or my health or, or whatnot. And finally I put it together because I started watching the pattern and the pattern was that, that was the intuitive hit. Once I stood up to the abuse, I got the restraining order. I got out of the relationship. The buzzing sensation that I felt on my right hip went away because then I was able to stand up for little Kirsten who couldn't stand up for herself as a child. So, you know, that's a lot of why I've told my story, which is kind of an unbelievable, you know, it's stranger than fiction for sure. However, there are millions of us out there who are childhood trauma survivors who don't understand that we're going to replicate this likely because of the way the subconscious works, you know, it drives 80% of our behavior. So, if you can trust your intuition, which does actually come through your subconscious, then you actually, you're going to be guided. You're going to be helped by those on the other side. And, um, you know, those kids that came to me for help were actually helping to save my, my life and yeah. help me heal little Kirsten. Well, and yeah, I've heard all kinds of stories, like books falling off a shelf in the bookstore in front of a person. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. you're, you're, you're guided to like, watch this video or read this book or talk yes. to this person. Yes. And, and it's all about when we, however we ask for help, because us mm -hmm. asking for help is a prayer. Yes. And, you know, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what the belief system is. It is a calling for help. Right. It's and energetic so universe mm -hmm. response to that. Yes. So, but we have to be open enough to listen. And what you're saying is so important because if we're not open to listen, if we're not mm -hmm. open to see it, right. So stay in it. And the messages try to push us harder and get louder. And louder. Right. right. I always call it uh, getting hit over the head by emotional two by four. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, totally in your face. Yes. That yeah. is exactly how I felt too. Yeah. And I think, you know, that, that is the key, you know, that again, one of the reasons I wrote little voices is because I was a skeptic. I didn't believe in intuition. I wanted, a, you know, nothing to do with anything that was woo woo. Um, I didn't believe in it. Mm -hmm. So how do you then trust your inner compass and your inner guidance when you don't believe in it? You know, so I tried to put as much proof and as much evidential uh, information in the book so that you could take that journey with me and go, wow, she really isn't crazy. And wow, I can see how this helped her heal from the childhood abuse and also escape the abuse that she, you know, endured as an adult. Um, and uh, I don't know if there's another story out there like that. So that's why I'm, I'm being kind of vocal about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I love that you're being so vocal and, you know, one of the things I always talk about when I talk about you is you are the, one of the most authentic people I know. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's how you just present everything so honestly, so upfront. It, it's to be that vulnerable mm -hmm. to want to help people. I, I mean, and obviously that's what you're doing, you know, mm -hmm. by helping the police. It's, it's not something you get paid to do. It's just, mm -hmm 
that it's a calling. It's that inner yes. calling. It's your intuition going, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. I know. And I figured that out late in life. I was 36. I was leading a normal life, you know, yeah. before all of the stuff happened. Uh, and now I just turned 49. So I, you know, I feel like, gosh, this would have been helpful when I was younger. It would have been so helpful. And, you know, we're instilling this in our own kids. We're trying to get them to understand, you know, pay attention to those intuitive hits when you meet someone, you know, I know, thank God, there's a lot more information out there about narcissistic abuse and domestic violence and interpersonal violence, um, where people are talking about the red flags, you know, when where relationship feels like it's on fire from the beginning. And when, you know, the I love you's are flying within a week and, you know, everything is going very, very quickly, but it's still going very quickly only on the narcissistic person's side. It's their timeline, right? Like, so it's, it's interesting that those types of things are out there. Thank God. But I don't necessarily think that people are attaching it to also, you know, their intuitive guidance and understanding that they have that tool as well to use. Well, and to know that like a lot of times the intuitive guidance is what's leading us to see something. Yes. Yes, exactly. It's leading us there. It's what's leading us like, like we were talking about the, mm-hmm. the magnets that were magnets to people. It's like when we ask for that help and this person shows up and all of a sudden they have this story that, that yes. you in right? just this way. And, and that's like what this seeds of wisdom is all about. It's yes. about like connecting those things, you know, cause I see everything as like, we all have inner gardens that we're working on. Absolutely. So, yeah. you know, there are gardens of our souls and mm-hmm we're, we're looking at other people's gardens and we're taking, sometimes we're unconsciously taking seeds like predators. We're taking yes. poisonous seeds yes. and planting them. Yeah. But, and, and not understanding why, right. Yes. Not understanding why, because we think we're making all these great choices, but again, you know, we I even mentioned it earlier about the subconscious 80% of our behavior is driven by the subconscious, which is, we're not conscious of that. <laughs> that comes from our programming as children. That comes from what we endure as children. That comes from the trauma that we have endured. And so, you know, I think it's interesting when people say, oh, I would never fall into a cult and I would never fall into a relationship like that. Well, how, I actually, I don't know that you would you know, I know everyone is susceptible <laughs> for those yeah. things because it is deeper than what we can think in our conscious mind. Well, and, and so many of us have like weeds, we have weeds in our mm-hmm. gardens that mm-hmm. we are just not aware of. Yes. Yeah. Don't, that's a great way to say that. Yeah. And, and we don't know that we have to pick the weed <clears throat> and sometimes we pick it and we don't pick it deep enough. We don't go down into the root. And because we yeah. try to glaze over it, because our society, we tend to like to surface, yeah, push it aside, just get yeah. past it, stay positive, do this, do that, you know, that all yeah. grazes over the side and we don't go in deep. And like for you, you went in really deep. Yes, I did. Yes. And, and Kicking because, and screaming. <laughs> and because you let your intuition guide you, it helped heal your relationships. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about that. Okay. Because that's a huge part of what you do. Yes. yes. So, so yeah, I mean, my story, I thank God, I thank God for my story. Honestly, I do. Um, I am so grateful that, you know, I I left my marriage for three years because I fell in love with this predator and granted, you know, marriage is hard. There's a lot of stuff that was going on behind the scenes. Um, I think everybody can relate to that. Uh, And there were, you know, we, we had some issues big time. 
And, you know, the beautiful part about this is that by me doing what I did, unfortunately, I didn't, you know, want to endure the abuse. I didn't want to, you know, dish out the pain that was dished out. However, my husband, we got back together, spoiler alert, (laughs) my husband is one of the most uh, emotionally intelligent people I know. And he took this kind of blindsided separation that we were, you know, that we went through as, okay, how, how can I better myself? Where did I fall apart? And so he very openly now talks about the fact that he had a little bit of Peter Pan syndrome. He had to grow up, you know, and I was the one sort of carrying everything for 18 years prior to our separation. So the, you know, it was interesting because as I'm here, we're both healing on different levels, which allowed us to come back together three years later. And we have a better marriage than we've ever had. And I just adore him just beyond words. He is, he is this, you know, if you use that term soulmate, (laughs) there's no doubt about it. Uh, You know, we, I don't know. I'm just, I'm super grateful for that to be able to, you know, say that that's the happy ending. Yeah. And, you know, and I, you have talked about this a lot on your Mm -hmm. Facebook page, on your reels, on, in in the little videos you do Mm -hmm. and in the book of how you needed to go through this in order to heal that that piece yes and that is really hard to reconcile as an abuse survivor it says i do not condone abuse i did not do anything to deserve any of that like you know i think in our society we blame survivors right you know you've been through um well why didn't you get out why didn't you get out faster well why is he the way he is right you know we're looking at generational cycles of abuse so I just feel like, um, you know, this, this is one of those topics that I could talk for hours, about, (laughs) but I'm going to condense it really fast. (laughs) I feel as if, you know, we, like I said, we just, we blame everybody, you know, we blame the survivors and I was somebody who decided, you know, no, I'm not going to do that. And guess what? My husband isn't either. You know, he looked at everything from the standpoint of, where can we look at, you know, our own wounds? Um, I, I just, I don't know. I, I am so, <laughs> just so grateful to be where I am right now uh, that I'm practically giddy to <laughs> right now in this moment. Well, it, it's funny because if people don't know us and don't know how much mm-hmm. we have processed in our lives and they see oh us God. smiling through some of this stuff, they're going to be like, what? Like, but what is it, wrong with them? <laughs> that is what is so amazing about this journey is yeah. that it, we can do that. Yeah. Don't have to be stuck the victims. Mm-hmm. We were a victim. We don't absolutely have to be stuck in the energy of the victim. Yeah. And I, and I feel like that's such a great message to any survivor. It is any it, kind of anything, anything yes. you go through. Yes. I mean, you can choose to, and that's your choice. Right. right. But you well, don't have to. Exactly. And to get back to the, your initial question too, because mm-hmm. I think I went, I went around the world on that one. Um, the, <laughs> yeah. the way, you know, the, the talking about how I knew I needed to go through it, I didn't know I needed to go through it, but I was told this by the kids in spirit that I could not have avoided him. Now, um, you know, I believe from an intuitive standpoint and as a medium that we all have kind of a, a soul chart, sort of a path. And there are some things in our lives that are kind of set in stone. I would have met him. We almost met millions of times prior to when we actually met the uh, predator and I. And uh, and so, you know, that all of that lines up. 
again, it doesn't condone abuse. I do not believe that, you know, could I have shortened it? Probably. Maybe if I trusted my intuition a little bit more, you know, um, instead of just sort of giving him a pass. Um, so that, you know, again, it's a weird combination. It's like an intersection of spirituality and psychology, where I know from the psychological standpoint, what I did was called wounded attachment and it is what millions of us do. Mm-hmm. We just are attracted to that same energy of the abuse we endured as a child. Mm-hmm. On the spiritual side, I'm being told I couldn't have stopped this. And this is the reason, you know, little voices is the reason because I knew I needed to get through that to tell the story. Yeah. I love believing that there is a reason that I go through things. Yeah. I love believing that I can help somebody if Mm -hmm. I can just focus on how it is serving me. Right. You know, and, and, and not get caught up and it just helps launch me forward so that I don't get stuck. Right. And I'm not saying I know everything. I don't, yeah. you know, I work with yeah, a lot of grieving good. parents and, you know, children dying. I mean, there's just some really bad stuff that happens yeah. in life. And I have no explanation for that. But in my personal world, this is what I know to be true. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, those kids came to save me and then I had to save myself. Oh, and with that, <laughs> That is going to be the end of our episode. And I am so grateful you are here today and sharing this message because I feel like it is such an important seed. And like I said to everybody before, these are seeds that we share from our garden. If you want, if you have them in your garden, you're nurturing them. If you're loving on this, if you don't want the seed, you have the choice to throw the seed out. If you want a new seed, plant Mm -hmm. it. You know, yeah. do, you know, trust that this, this is your intuition saying, oh, I need to get this book or, oh, I need to look into this more and, you know, yes. and just trust where you are being led because it's your garden and we're just here bringing you seeds. Yes. And, and I love I, that. <laughs> I am so happy <laughs> that you were my first guest. Thank you so much for coming on. I hope everybody who listens and sees this knows that if you're here, you're here for a reason. So trust that. Thank you. Loved it. Make sure to follow the links that accompanied this episode. You will learn a lot more about today's guest and see what they have going on now. You will also get all the links to follow them on their journeys if this seed resonates with you. If you like what you heard, remember to like, follow, and subscribe to FromALovingPlace.com and all its platforms.